Gentlemen, how's it going? Happy Tuesday. <clears throat> Pretty good. Doing well, doing well. Uh, Can you hear me? Man. Yeah, yeah. There's Adam, there's Adrian, Dan, you, you, you with us? Oh, yeah. Yep. We're uh, holding strong here. Got through the holiday weekend. The NBA playoffs are underway. MLB's in full swing. No pun intended. Um, the NHL's winding down. So we've got a lot to go over today. I'm excited. For the just for the record, I played 18 holes on Friday, and it snowed a ton yesterday. So we're uh, we're really getting all the elements here, both outdoor and indoor sports. Midwest living always at its finest. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just it's just hot all the time here in Tampa. Like there's no uh, <laughs> there's no uh, difference at all ever. Um, hey, if you're listening to this on the replay, if you listen to it live, if you do us a favor and share it, we would certainly appreciate that. Um, it is recorded, so you can catch it here on um, the Spaces on Twitter, and we're gonna we are gonna upload this to our podcast channels. So because it's golf, it'll go for for the rest of the week and such. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll include it there. So um, thanks for joining us again. Hit the button in the bottom right hand corner um, to share this. And we'll get rolling here. So let's start with Tuesdays are our big golf day. Um, so let's start with golf. What's going on this weekend? I think Dan went first last time. So Adam, do you want to go first this time, or do you want to keep you want to keep Dan in the on the pole position here? No. But uh, what's going on this weekend, and who do we like? This is more of a this is more of a Dan expertise. We have like a like a not match play, but teammates. Um, it's a unique, unique formats where they do best ball uh, for two of the four rounds and alternate shot, I think, for the other two rounds. I'm not heavily invested in this week. I do have picks, but I'll let Dan go first because uh, uh, he's he's all in. He knows what's going on. <laughs> it is uh, it is a tough week. It's it's unique, and I like that uh, the Zurich Classic decided to do something different because, you know, this was just another tournament on the schedule that no one cared about. And now I don't think the format is excellent for TV necessarily, but it gives it something uh, refreshing and definitely a lot to consider when we're talking, um, you know, the betting. So DFS is wide open this week. You can bet the board. And I'm just kind of looking at a couple of top fives and then a couple of matchups that I like. Uh, some of the, you know, intangibles here. Um, I do think experience with alternate shots and uh, is, is very important because it's an unusual format. And outside of the President's Cup and the Ryder Cup, these guys don't see it a lot. So I do lean heavily on guys who have either played in this event three or four times or have been a part of those uh, international teams in competition for the alternate shot because it is it's completely uh, a different beast so you know current form uh, trending going in how much does that play in obviously you want guys who are who are hitting it well but I also think this is a good week for guys who maybe haven't been sharp to find it a little bit the pressure's off they can rely on a teammate and I think chemistry is huge this week. We've seen a lot of international pairings win with uh, Mark Leishman and Cam Smith getting it done uh, last year. You know, the, the good friends and the guys who are familiar with each other's games tend to do well here. So that's what we're looking at. My favorite team this week, outside of the favorites, who are Colin Morikawa, or excuse me, Morikawa and Victor Hovland. 
Sam Burns and Billy Horschel are plus 1,200 to win. I think those are good odds. Billy Horschel has won this before, both as an individual uh, back in, I can't remember what, back in 2013, and then he won it in 2018 playing alongside Scott Piercy. He's hitting it really good right now. Sam Burns also uh, coming off that win at the Valspar Championship. I think their games complement one another nicely. So we like Horschel and Burns. We're going to touch them to win at plus 1,200. The next one, uh, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson, top five. That's uh, 100 to one. Or excuse me, 10 to one for a top five. Uh, they're, they're both playing like shit. So I have to you know acknowledge that. But like I said, they they have great chemistry. They've been on, um, you know, a lot of the a lot of the teams together, and they've played here before. They finished eleventh last year. Maybe a chance for the old guys to find something and sneak into the top five. And my last play for a top five is Bryce Garnett and Scott Stallings. They're at twenty to one for a top five. There's really good friends. They play matches together all the time. Uh, I think during COVID, like those two played matches together pretty much every day. They both hit a lot of fairways and greens and have good short games. So I think they could sneak up the leaderboard. And we have seen long shots do well here. Jonas Blixt and Cameron Smith were a hundred to one when they won it in twenty seventeen. So those uh, sneaky teams can come up in this format. And then the two matchups I'm looking at. I've got Shane Lowry and Ian Poulter, minus 110 over Taylor Gooch and Max Homa. Again, the experience factor with Lowry and Poulter. Uh, Lowry's playing great at the moment. Poulter, one of the greatest uh, alternate shot match play guys of all time. Taylor Gooch and Max Homa are you know, great players. They're fun. They just don't have the experience. So we like Lowry and Poulter. And then Hovland and Morikawa, it's almost unfair that they can play together. This is going to be one of the best, like, straight shows off the tee you've ever seen in your life. I think they're probably going to win the whole thing. And uh, Cantlay and Shoffley is who they're matched up with. Cantlay coming off the disappointment last week with, uh, I mean, Spieth left the door open on that playoff hole big time by coming up short on 18. And then Cantlay comes up short as well and uh, makes a terrible bunker shot. So I think that can stick with you. I don't know if he's in a party mood necessarily coming to the French quarter. So I'm a little down on Cantlay and Xander this week and very high on Hovland and Morikawa. So those would be my two matchup bets for the week. And, uh, yeah, just looking forward to it. Something different, something to break it up a little bit. Yeah, it is, it is cool how they do the best ball. What, best ball's first and third round now, right? And then alternate shot is second and, and fourth round. Yeah, um, they've switched yeah, it up a little bit over the years, but that's it. That's the current format. Yeah. I'm not, a, I'm not going as deep uh, as you did as expected. Um, I got, there's a couple of teams I like to either win or top five. Um, you can play the odds. Uh, how you like them. Burns and Horschel are actually one of my top, uh, top favorites. Um, you know, I think this alternate shot and best ball kind of you know, plays into players who like to go for it. And both those guys are, are top when it comes to birdie average, when it comes to, you know, not playing for par, these two guys play for birdies. So I think this is, you know, kind of, kind of, you know, goes well with their style and the fact that they're paired together, uh, you know, I think is going to work out well for them. I think they're top five. You know, a decent top five finish. And what are they, plus 1,200 to win? That's not bad either. Um, my favorite team is uh, Scheffler and Palmer, Ryan Palmer and Scotty Scheffler. You know, Palmer's, uh, you know, for this, 
you know, event, he's become kind of a, a, a jock sniffing uh, partner finder. <laughs> you know, he just he just go around and picks a different partner every year. You know, he, uh, a few years ago, he started. He he got Jordan Spieth. They took fourth. Then he went and found John Rahm. Uh, they won it. You know, last year he finished uh, top ten. I can't remember who his partner was, but you know, this year he, he goes and picks the number one player in the world again, coming off a Masters win, Scotty Scheffler. So, uh, you know, Palmer uh, Palmer likes to ride, ride the coattails of the hottest golfer in the world. Uh, he's doing it again this year, and he's about 11. They're about 1,100 to, to win it. Um, so Scheffler and Palmer are my favorite team as far as a top one and top five for, for kind of that reason. And then I like Burns and Horschel uh, as well. And I agree, Morikawa and Hovland, they're, you know, they're the, they're going to be, <laughs> they're going to rip this course up. Um, you got to hope you know, because their, their odds aren't great that they kind of falter and that leaves the, you know, an opportunity for somebody else. And it often does. Like you said, uh, you had a hundred to one shot, win it, you know, before in the past. So Scheffler and Palmer, I'm sticking with Scheffler and Palmer and Burns and Horschel are, are the two I'm back. And they're both about uh, between, you know, plus a thousand and plus 1400 to win this. Uh, I like, I like backing those guys, uh, um, both of them. To, to get it done. Yeah, Palmer must be like sending out Rolexes when he's trying to recruit partners for this thing. Something. He's whispering sweet nothings in people's ears at Masters Week. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing next week? This is the third. He's played with three world number ones now in this event. I don't know if they all were at the time, but Spieth, <laughs> uh, Scheffler, and uh, Rob. He's got three world yeah, number he's ones. Like, he's, like a, he's like a rock star groupie except for world number one golfers. <laughs> Just just making his making his rounds uh, through the tour. A more financially beneficial pursuit. <laughs> it's like almost famous, but uh, sports version. <laughs> Ryan Lane. <laughs> so that's our golf. Feeling good about that this weekend, Adrian. Since these are the golf guys, I'll I'll flip to you to do NHL, then we'll go back to them and do some MLB and, and NBA. But talk to us a little bit about the uh, NHL slate as it. Winds down. A couple weeks left. Yeah, a couple weeks. Uh, less than that, actually. And uh, it's uh, it's about time. I think we're all ready for the playoffs. It's been a long season. Uh, good season, though. You know, tonight there's some good games on tap. I've, and I think some good payouts. Um, one upset I'm going to make is Anaheim Ducks over the LA Kings tonight at home. Kings are in a playoff spot. And they're, they can go a long way toward clinching it tonight. They won't clinch it if they win, but they can go a long way toward it. But uh, the Ducks hate the Kings. The fans hate the Kings. I think it's going to be a hostile environment in there at the Honda Center. I think the Ducks are going to find a way to pull it out. So I got them at plus 140 on the money line. Um, uh, I like the, uh, the Boston Bruins and St. Louis Blues to hit the over tonight. Six goals. I got in at uh, minus one ten on six goals. That line has gone up since, um, but I uh, I got in at six and uh, I feel good about that. Blues, I think, scored the most goals in the league in the last uh, handful of games. Um, five, six, seven goals a night. Boston scores a lot too, and they've you know they've got some goaltending issues at times. So uh, I like the over tonight on that. And uh, then there's a <clears throat> a tough game in. Uh, Nashville between the Flames and uh, Predators. Predators have more at stake in a way to try and keep their spot uh, than Calgary kind of got their division wrapped up. So I'm going to take the 
Predators on the uh, the money line as well. I'm not not overly confident on that one for sure, but uh, let's go with the Predators. I think I got it at minus 110 on the money line. So uh, taking a look at some futures picks too. Uh, you know, Colorado's maintaining the favorite status at plus 350. Uh, Tampa Bay slunk down to plus 1100. I know there's some Lightning fans in here. Um, not, you know, either that's a great bargain value and you snap it up or you should stay far away from the lightning because they just have not continued to look great. Uh, I also like Minnesota wild somehow at plus 1600. I know Avs fans listening to this will be angry to hear that, but not saying that they're going to win it, but plus 1600, I might throw a hundred on that because they've got Mark Andre Fleury and a, and a pretty good team. So uh, they're probably going to play play the Blues in the first round, and if they do win, I was I would expect a uh, a good second series between the Avalanche and Wild. That could be a very good series with Flurry playing against them. Um, uh, yeah, give me, give me all the all the dice on Lightning to uh, win it all. Th- three piece income. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they can uh, easily do it. They've got the goalie. They've got the. T- it's got it all. I just, I don't know. They haven't looked good so far, but that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Fingers crossed there. But yeah, you're right. They, <laughs> they haven't. Hopefully things kind of uh, improve from that standpoint. So good stuff on the NHL. All right. We're doing uh, the NBA playoffs are falling away. We've got MLB action happening every day. I really, uh, really talked my talk after the race started out like three, no, and uh, they, they've been squandering, about everything since then. But, uh, Adam, why don't you go first here? What, what do you got off the course, off the ice? Well, speaking of, it's it's your raise against Dan's Cubs um, tonight. Oof. So there might be a, a, little, a little side action uh, for for one of you. I don't know. You know, Tampa Bay, you know, I, I like Tampa Bay. They're at minus one. It's at Chicago. But, uh, you know, they're doing their bullpen thing. And I just – it's – it's going to be a game time decision if, if I if I go with them. Uh, it, just, it just bothers me. It's hard to it's hard to handicap uh, stuff like that. The bullpen, you know, is such an X factor when it comes to picking any MLB games. And instead of having to, you know, press your luck on the final three innings or so, Tampa makes you do it for the final nine innings, um, which is a problem. But uh, I, I'm leaning Tampa Bay uh, at those odds minus 120. I, I don't mind that. Uh, my favorite play is. Uh, Philadelphia going to uh, Colorado take on the Rockies, but um, this one's mostly about pitching. Kyle Freeland's going; he's been awful for Colorado. He's allowed five runs uh, in both of his starts this year, both at home. Uh, opponents are hitting 350 off him, and to make uh, matters worse, Philly is has an OPS of about 900 against lefties so far. So it looks like it's going to be another short day for Freeland. Um, on the flip side, Kyle Gibson, uh, he was he was great one start, mediocre the other start. But, you know, he's been solid in, in Colorado in, in his career. And I think he'll be pitching with a lead here. Uh, Bryce Harper is going to DH. So I think uh, I think Philly can get it done there. I like Oakland over Baltimore. And I like uh, Milwaukee on the run line. Uh, minus 125 against Pittsburgh. Uh, they got Corbin Burns going tonight. Uh, he's... You know, he mows down, you know, Pittsburgh regularly. Um, and JT Brubaker for the Pirates mows down nobody regularly. He's allowed eight runs already in seven innings of work. It's been two starts. 
So uh, those are my four favorite plays. I, I, I think I'm going to go Tampa um, and then Phillies, A's, and Brewers money line. Brewers will also come into a parlay um, that I can talk about when the NBA section of our of our talk begins. Let's get it. Dan, what do you got today? You got anything else, NBA, or where are you at? Yeah, no, uh, no game time decision here. We are all over the Chicago Cubs. Oh boy! At, yeah, they're uh, <laughs> they're they're plus a hundred. Uh, first time I have picked the Cubs in an official capacity this year. I agree with Adam that the bullpen game thing is weird. It worked out for them a lot last year because they actually had the second lowest uh, WHIP in terms of their bullpen for the entire season. So there was some value on it last year. Still haven't seen enough this year. Um, but the the real reason I like this game so much, it's going to be cold again. It's going to be 40 and uh, a little windier than last night. And, man, last night the Rays hit the field like <laughs> they looked like, a, like Randy in a Christmas story when he's getting bundled up to go to school. <laughs> like they were not feeling it. Like you said, it's, you know, hot in camp every day. And it's a shock to the system when you get to Chicago and that wind's coming off Lake Michigan. And baseball is by far the worst cold weather sport to play. Like football, you don't feel the weather. It, it could be snowing and you're in short sleeves. It doesn't matter because you're so physically exhausted. But with baseball, you're sitting around in the outfield. If your pitcher can't find the strike zone, you're standing there for like 25 minutes in the cold. It sucks. And the Rays are not used to that. They're putting like Vaseline on their faces to stay warm last night so that's not um something that i want to condone nor back uh with my wagers absolutely uh and then the cubs cubs starter has been you know justin steele has been really good to start the year and the cubs you know second highest ops in baseball i still don't think they'll maintain it but very pleased with the start they've got some nice pieces so love the cubs tonight and then a little uh little day game to wet the whistle here um, I made this pick yesterday and it got called off, but I do like the Mets over uh, the Giants. It'll be a seven-inning game now because they're doing a doubleheader, but Tyler McGill hasn't uh, given up a run yet through two starts. He's only allowed six hits over ten innings, and the Mets are hitting, too. They're tied for the most runs in the league. Uh, Giants have had a lot of travel lately, and their starter, Alex Cobb, has been really bad on the road the past few years. Mets lineup looking good, so we like the Mets uh, minus 125 over the Giants as well. And that game starts at uh, 310, so you know two hours to uh, to get that in. And the second game of that series, Logan Webb against Max Scherzer, over under 6.5. That might be a <laughs> – That might be – that sounds like an under to me. <laughs> actually does. You know, it's, it's so low – that you don't know what to do with it. You have to you have to pause. You're like, okay, wait a minute. Well, because it's seven, may- seven. Yeah, the seven innings thing throws some people off. Well, and yeah, there there may not be any bullpen for that game. So it's Scherzer yes. versus Webb. So you're talking two of the top five, and it'll you know it's New York. It probably won't be that nice out. Um, the bats are more the bats are more likely to struggle than the arms are. As long as Dave Roberts doesn't show up, could definitely see two complete games there. <laughs> yeah, he might the. Uh, you might just yeah, you might just pop in and just pull both pitchers after three and a third. What about NBA guys? What do we have over on the court as the playoffs are in full swing? These uh, you know, these lines are kind of where they should be, which is uh, not conducive. I do think Miami's going to cover seven and a half, though. That's a that's a big number, but 
I mean, Trey Young, they completely shut him down. Uh, he, he made one basket in game one. They have 0% chance of winning a game in which Trey Young scores one basket. Um, I think he'll <laughs> score more than one basket tonight, um, but he's going to need, you know, 30 for this game to be even remotely competitive. I think uh, Miami's a hardened, battle-tested playoff type of team, and Atlanta's just kind of figuring it out still. Um, so I think, uh, you know, I think Miami's going to win. You know, the Timberwolves, you know, upset the Grizzlies in game one. I don't see it happening in game two. I do like Minnesota. Um, but then that number is that number's a little big. It's, a, you know, six and a half or seven. I think, uh, you know, Memphis in game one, they just didn't look – they didn't look right, but they hadn't played in a week. Um, so maybe they were a little a little out of sorts. And Phoenix is, is laying, you know, nine and a half or ten – at home against the Pelicans team. The Pelicans looked absolutely not ready for game one. But again, those spreads are all kind of big for playoff basketball, but I like the money line on the ball. Um, I think the favorites, I think the home favorites cover, not cover, I think they all win. Um, so I'm actually going to parlay all three of them. I'm going to throw the Brewers money line in there as well. You get that for about 190. Um, so I like those odds. Uh, I think the home teams all get it done in all four instances. <laughs> Uh, and at plus one ninety, I think that's worth playing. Uh, worth playing tonight. I love your money line parlays. It worked in March. It worked during March Madness. Fingers crossed that it works again here. Uh, today. Oh, it worked. Um, it worked uh, in the playing yeah. play games yeah, too. Playing the playing yeah. games. I yeah. Uh, two straight money line parlays uh, hit. So I'm I'm rolling. I'm rolling on that train until it derails. I'm with it. I'm with it. I just had a Huey. Huey uh, side messaged me and said he had kind of a take today. Um, a, a model that Huey. he's got ready to go. So, Huey, it's been a long time. How's it going? It's going well, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, just wanted to give a little bit of a look ahead. Um, nothing for tonight that fits this model, but it's something that has had a lot of success over the last decade. It's uh, teams that are down 0-2 in a playoff series going back home for game three. They typically cover the first quarter spread and the first half spread at a very solid rate. Uh, 2020 and 2021 kind of messed us up a little bit, especially 2020 when they were playing in Orlando. There was no like home court advantage, but um, this was a model that had a lot of success for a while. Um, and the theory really is just that teams, you know, they have their backs against the wall. They're down 0-2. They're going back home. Uh, they usually come out pretty strong. So the two teams right now that fit that are uh, Raptors and Nuggets. Uh, I'd imagine there'll probably be about two or three other teams that fit that. Um, so over the next few days, just keep that in mind. It's something I'll, I'll be blindly taking those spreads first quarter and first half, uh, regardless of the team, uh, even the Nuggets. I'm a Warriors fan, but I'll, I'll still take Nuggets first quarter and first half because that model has had so much success in the past. Um, and yeah, just wanted to throw that idea out there and, and let y'all think about it. Um, that's it for me. I got a, I got a follow up there. Do you have any, cause it seems like that makes a ton of sense. Like I totally like, you know, that is one of the most right. logical theories I've ever heard. Do you have any numbers on it? Like, do you have like the stats on from it? about like 2015 to 2019? Um, I remember having it recorded at like upwards of 70 plus percent. 
I'd have, I didn't, I didn't do like updated models for, especially for 2020. Um, I think it actually didn't work in, to, in 2020 because there was no home court advantage. Um, and Makes last sense. year, I think there were still some COVID limitations maybe with playoff games, but I also wasn't uh, following the NBA playoffs that closely. I'd have to update the stats, but I do know from, I want to say about 2015 to 2019, um, it was hitting at a really solid rate. I'd have to go double check some numbers, um, but yeah. You know, we're, we're back on here on Thursday. That's going to be something we can definitely hit up and see what those numbers are and see what the spread yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or by Thursday, uh, we'll probably be looking at quite a few game threes getting ready. Absolutely. All right, y'all. That's it I for like me. That a lot. Awesome. Could be like um, the Bulls, maybe. Potential yeah. uh, action at the United Center. No, that, no chance. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, th- I think we're going to have that opportunity. I think the Bulls are going to be down too low. I do think they covered, though. They shot, not to be like full homer today, but the Bulls shot 18% from three in game one and were like in it until the last minute or so. I think they covered tomorrow. Plus yeah, the, the, the Bucks had no answer for Zach Levine for a while. No. He couldn't, they couldn't stop him. Um, they did a really good job on DeRozan. Now, the Bucks didn't play very well either. Uh, Middleton had a bad game. Drew Holiday had a bad game. Uh, DeMar DeRozan had a bad game. So I, I don't know what you take out of game one exactly other than the, I think the Bulls are for real. Uh, I think they're, I think they're a really good team. I think the Bucks are just a little better. Good info there. Yeah, I'm ready to, I'm excited to test that theory out. And, and you're right. There were definitely still COVID limit, limitations last year. I remember it because I remember LeBron complaining that, you know, when they were going to Phoenix, it was a full crowd. And when they were um, playing at home, it was, I don't know, 20%, 25%, something stupid. So, um, you know, I don't know that that impacts the – yeah, actually, as a Lakers fan, that 100% was originally lost. But, uh, <laughs> Rig- um, th- thanks a lot, Mayor Garcetti. Uh, so, anyway, yeah, like I, I think that it would be off for 2020 and, and 2021, uh, but but should hopefully get like kind of back on pace this year. But that that's definitely an interesting, you know, kind of observation or – tracking and like i said it's it's one that makes more sense than just about anything that I, you know you could logically just think like yeah usually they get up really big and sometimes that carries over for the full game sometimes it doesn't but i love that that's really good so yeah. you guys want to recap some picks and we'll get out of here sure sure all right cool we'll do yeah. it in the same order let's do, let's do the golf stuff first let's do um nhl after that then some mlb and nba and we will sign off all right, for the golf, I'm looking at uh, – so these are the three teams I like for a top-five finish. Billy Horschel and Sam Burns, Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson, and Bryce Garnett and Scott Stallings. The matchup bets I like are Shane Lowry and Ian Poulter over Taylor Gooch and Max Homa, and Victor Hovland and Colin Morikawa over Patrick Cantlay and Xander Shoffley. Uh, for me, I like uh, – I like – Scheffler, Scotty Scheffler, and uh, and the the groupie of golf, Ryan Palmer, to finish top five and or win, uh, and Burns and Horschel, I like them as well. Um, both both teams about plus one thousand to plus fourteen hundred, depending on your sports book. Um, MLB, talk to me out of the Rays, Dan. I, I'm not going to back that bullpen uh, fiasco. Their bullpen, by the way, ranks sixteenth uh, this season so far in ERA. So. 
you know, last year they had they had some great starters, so they wouldn't have to use their bullpen much in, in certain games. Um, it's not necessarily the case right now, but um, I like the Phillies. I like the A's. And I like uh, both the, on the money line. I like the Brewers on the run line. All right. I got the hockey. Let's do that hockey here. Right. I got uh, I got the Boston Bruins Blues over six goals tonight. Let's hope there's a lot of red lights and being lit tonight in St. Louis. Uh, I need that for that over to win. I got them at uh, six goals. I got them at minus 115, which I think is good value. The line's gone up to 6.5 in a lot of places, but <clears throat> maybe you can still get it six somewhere. Uh, always, As always, it's key to jump on those early over-unders lines when they first come out in hockey because they typically go up more. Um, and it's usually good to just get in fast before they change them. Uh, so um, um, upset special. If I if we had a red light, a red siren on our site, I, I would put it on this uh, Ducks Kings pick. You know, that, a good like a Drudge Report red siren uh, over this pick. This is my upset special. Ducks over Kings tonight. Got him on the money line plus one forty. I think that's a good value. I think that's a that's a winner. Kings are going to play tough. It's going to be a low-scoring game, but I like the Ducks to play spoiler tonight down the road on the 405. And uh, my other game, I got the National Predators actually at plus 110, home underdog against Calgary. I think Calgary's a little tired, played last night, nothing to play for, probably go to the backup goalie tonight. Uh, Nationals has a lot to play for, so I'm going to take the uh, the Mighty Preds at home against Bridgestone Arena to beat the uh, the Calgary Flames. Calgary, I like it. <laughs> that's what we call it. That's what a lot. <laughs> that's what a lot of people. Uh, that's somewhat called up by a lot of people in Alberta, but uh, yeah, it's it's a it's more of a joke reference. But uh, that's you know, if you if you go up, spend any time in Alberta, that's how a lot of people pronounce it. Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> Dan, you got picks. You want to go on your MLB? Oh yeah, baseball, baseball. We got uh, Chicago Cubbies over the Rays, and we got the Mets over the Giants in Game One, uh, coming up at three twenty. And then finally, for me, uh, NBA. I'm, I'm money line parlaying all the home favorites tonight. I think they all at least win. I think the spreads are just too big between seven and ten for all of them. Um, so I'm parlaying them all to win straight up. And then I'm uh, throwing the Brewers in there. They're minus 250 to 275 hosting Pittsburgh tonight with Corbin Burns on the mound. So just win, baby. Good stuff. Well, I appreciate you guys for hanging out. You can get all of this and more at bookies.com. Give us a follow if you're listening on the bookies account. And we will be back on Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern to do it all over again. Um, certainly appreciate everybody who tuned in, everybody who shared, everybody who hung out for a little while. Appreciate you guys um, for your picks. Again, you can get these picks and more every day at bookies.com. Uh, Dan, I don't like to cheer against you, but I sure am hoping that uh, you're wrong on your Cubs pick. But uh, let's get after tonight. Like I said, we'll be back on Thursday and do it all over again. Thanks, guys. Take care, guys. Right. See you then. See you.